Before we start the Sikha, just to mention, Chassidah speaks about that every single item in the world is brought from earlier Sfarim as well. Everything is made up of four Yisoides of the four elements, fire, water, air, and, and earth. And furthermore, although these are the components that everything is made up of, there's something even deeper than that that's called the Choymer Hiyuli, the very, very original um, matter that has absolutely no form at all, which is sort of like the essence of everything, and then comes the four Yisoides, the four elements, and when they come together, we finally are able to see things the way we see them today. So in this Sikhad Rebbe is discussing the Machloikas between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Eliezer that says regarding the Makos that each Makos of the ten Makos really consisted of four Makos. And Rabbi Akiva says that each Makos consisted of five Makos. In fact, there's another opinion as well, which the Rebbe doesn't deal with as much in the Sikha, but the Rebbe does touch upon, and that's the opinion of Rabbi Yossi, that each Makos was just one Makos, as we'll see later in the Sikha as well. The Kalboy explains, in the name of the Baal HaMelamed, what's the reason for this Machloikas? Is because every, since everything in the world is made up of four Yusoidis, Esh, Ruach, Mayim, and Afar, fire, wind, or air, water, and dust. So Rabbi Eliezer holds that the Makos in Mitzrayim wasn't only in the item that's already made up from all four Yusoidis, the way we see it, but rather the Makos had impacted, touched, affected, struck even the very essence of the four Yesoides, the four elements themselves. For example, the Makkah of blood, that not only was the water struck, as the water is already made up of the other elements, but rather also the fire, air, and dust within the water is also struck. And that's why every Makkah is made up of four Makkahs. Rabbi Akiva holds that also the deeper level, that Hiyuli, that formless matter, is also was also struck, and that's why it is five makos. In other words, both of them say that the makos was not only on that and on the revealed thing, the way it is already a mitzvah for itself, but rather also on the more concealed or the essence of the matter. And the machloikas is to what extent is it only in the four elements, or even deeper than that? What's the cause or the reason for the machloikas? What's the svar of the machloikas? That is, because since the Makos are coming to break the Klippa and the Tumah of Mitzrayim, so the Machloikas is, to what extent the impurity of Egypt impacted the things of Mitzrayim, and therefore, to what extent we need to crush it and nullify it. Says the Rebbe, this idea is also very much connected with the Isser of Chometz, because, of course, the idea of Chometz is all as a result of the Tumah of Mitzrayim. So we'll see a similar sort of machloikas. We know that chametz, chametz is not only asur in eating, not only asur in deriving pleasure from it, but also about you know about you we're not allowed to have it in our possession, and as a result of that, we actually have to destroy the chametz. Says the Rebbe, the prohibition of eating chametz that's more connected to the form and the format of the item of chametz of the edible object that's already a, has a complete form already. We're not allowed to eat that. To say that you're not allowed to have Hanah from something means that the Easter, the prohibition, went deeper. It's connected to the matter even as it doesn't have its current form of an edible item. You know, you're not allowed to have pleasure from it, not even only as an edible thing. But still, even when we say you're not allowed to have Hanah from it, it still has some sort of form, and that's the, in some sort of usable way of, of, of connecting with it, and that's what Hanah, pleasure, means. In other words, we're still going to use it in some way. But then when we come and say, Ba'yirah, Ba'yimotzi, not allowed to even have it, that means the Easter, the prohibition went so deep into the essence, even as it's removed from any sort of form. And that's why even just to have the chametz would be usher. 
So now, what do we do? We're not allowed to have chametz. So as a result of that, we need to destroy the chametz. So we actually have machloikas between Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim. Rabbi Yehuda says the only way to get rid of chametz is by burning it. Chachamim say you could actually crumble it and throw it into the wind or into the sea. The Ragachavar explains that according to Rabbi Yehuda, what we need to do is remove, we need to destroy the very essence of the chametz itself. And that's why we need to burn it. Whereas according to Chachamim, it's enough that we're nullifying the form of the chametz. In other words, we shouldn't be able to use it, and that's by crumbling it. This machloikas is very much connected to what we said before. To what extent the iser, the prohibition of the chametz, had permeated the item, the, 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 the chametz. Is it, is the iser of chametz going all the way to the essence of the, of the, of the object itself, of the food itself? And therefore we need to completely destroy it. That would be, that would be the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. We need to destroy it completely. If we're saying it only is affecting the outer form of it as an edible object, then it would be enough to just destroy that form. In other words, the ability to eat and derive pleasure from it. This is going to fit very much with these two opinions that we said before, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva that says every makkah was made up of four. In other words, as it has, uh, in other words, we're speaking about something that's made up already of the four elements, the Eish, Mayim, Ruach, and Afor. That means we're speaking about something that has already some sort of form. And therefore, and therefore, um, that would be like the Chachamim that say, in, in regards to Chametz, as long as you crumbled it, it's losing its form, that would be okay. Whereas Rabbi Akiva that says every Makkah was made up of five Makkahs, because he holds like Rabbi Yehuda, that the only way really to get rid of Chametz is by burning it completely, because the Tumah, the Isur, had penetrated it till its core. The truth is that Rabbi says in a similar way, there's also a Machloikas, regarding Hanoah, whether it has to be the type of Avod, Hanoah, a pleasure that leads in some way to food, to eating or not. Um, for example, let's say, are you allowed to feed it to the dogs of Hefka? We, it, it's, it, you have absolutely no pleasure from it whatsoever. Says the Rebbe, this is also going to be dependent on a similar idea. Whether the Isser is only Shaykh to the Chametz, when it has already some sort of form, then we'll say it's only going to be an issue if you're going to have a Hanoah, some sort of pleasure that's in some way similar or connected to eating it. On the other hand, if we say it penetrated the very, very essence, then no matter how you use it, even if you're giving it to a dog of Afghir, that would be a problem, that would be also. The Rebbe adds at this point that now we can also understand Rabbi Yossi's opinion, which we mentioned in the beginning. Rabbi Yossi says there was only 10 makas, it's not made up of 4 or 5. Because Rabbi Yossi is actually of the opinion that you're allowed to derive pleasure from chametz. In other words, the problem with chametz is only as it has its full format in an open way as a piece of chametz that you can't, that, 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 that's edible. And in regards to Tumas Mitzrayim, we're saying it didn't. It, 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 we, in other words, this fits with the idea that he's saying you're allowed to have pleasure from it because in regards to Tumas Mitzrayim, he's also saying that the Tumas did not penetrate deeply only at the external level. And that's why the only way Chometz is a problem is also only at the external level, only at the basic level of not eating it. Says the Rebbe, according to this machloikas of Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Akiva, that the whole issue is to what extent the tomb of Mitzrayim had penetrated, is it up to the four Yusoides, the four elements, or even further down into the Chaymer Yuli to that formless matter? Says the Rebbe, we could also explain the different Medrashim in regards to Mitzrayim, whether it's counted as one of the four Goliaths. We generally know that there was four Goliaths for the Yidden. The question is which ones are counted. According to some Medrashim, Mitzrayim is counted as one of the four. According to some, not. Why the difference? Says the Rebbe, the four Goliaths correspond to the four letters of Shem Havaya of Yudke Vavke. 
The four letters of Shem Avaya are often explained, are also corresponding to the four Yusoyedes, the four elements. Now, within the four letters of Shem Havaya, the Yudus Chachma, the Sphere of Chachma, the first He is Bina, etc. But besides for that, there's also what's known as the thorn, the tip of the Yud, which is known as Keser. So the four letters are like the four elements, and then there's the tip of the Yud, the top of the Yud, which represents like the Chaymer Yuli, that formless matter, the very core essence. And here is the Machlaikas. If we say Mitzrayim is counted as part of the four Malchias, part of the four Goliaths, so then what we're saying is Mitzrayim corresponds to the first letter to the Yud, which is Chachma, but at least it's still one of the four, one of the four elements. That means what we're saying is that Klippas Mitzrayim, the impact of Mitzrayim was only in the four elements, and Mitzrayim itself is one of the four elements, and so too the other Goliaths are the other of the four elements, but it's still part of the system of the four elements. If we're saying that, according to the Medrashim, that we don't count Mitzrayim, that's because we're saying that Mitzrayim was so deeply impacted, the very essence had penetrated so deeply, like to that Chaymer Hiyuli, to the formless matter of Hiyuli, like the tip of the Yud, which is completely removed from the Dalad Yisoyedes, therefore it's way beyond the four Goliaths or Malchis, and that's why it's not counted along with the other four. The Rebbe now turns to all of this in Avoidah Ruchnitz, in Avoidah Hashem. The Rebbe says, Golos Mitzrayim means, in Avoidah means that you're under certain boundaries, limitations in your Avoidah. Yitzias Mitzrayim would mean going out of all of your limitations. And here is the Machloikas between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Akiva, whether the Makois, again, are in all the four Yusoides, or even deeper than that, in the very, very essence. In Ruchni, what this, this would mean is, the Avoidah of Yitzias Mitzrayim. Does this need to take place only in your ten faculties of your Nefesh, of our soul, the revealed Koichas? which generally are divided into four groups, four categories corresponding to the four letters of Shem Havaya, as we'll soon explain, or also corresponding, as we said, to the four Yusoides, to the four elements, or are we saying, no, there's a Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim that's needed even on the deeper level, even on the Yechida level, which is similar to the Hiyuli, to that pure essence. What are these four levels? So the lowest level is the Avoid of Apoil, the action, Machshava Dibur thought, speech, and action. That would correspond to the sphere of Malchus, or to the final hey of Hashem's name. On top of that, we have the Midois, emotions, corresponding to, in the spheres, it's called Zoz, Eiranpin, or the Vav of Hashem's name. We then have, higher than that, the level of intellect, or Bina, or the hey of Hashem's name, the first hey. And finally, we have the level of Mesiras Nefesh, corresponding to Chachmo, or the Yud of Hashem's name. So the lowest level would mean when a person is dealing with that limit, those limitations that the Yitzhahara is putting on him, that's actually causing him to do Averis, Bepoyol, Mamash, Rachmano, Litzlan, Machshavah, Dibur, Maisha, Thought, Speech, and Action. That, of course, you have to have Yitzhah's Mitzrayim from. There's Mitzrayim on a more subtle level, and this is impacting your Midois. That means, of course, you're careful with everything you're doing practically, but when it comes to permissible matters... There is an issue that a person is still limited by all the attitudes of the world, the perspective of the world. What are people going to say? In other words, his emotions are still impacted by the feelings of the world around him. What is the world going to say? What's my environment going to say? Then there's the next level of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim. Even if he left this idea that his emotions aren't impacted, it's possible that he's limited by his own logic, by his own reason, by the coldness of his own seichel. And you need Yitzhiya Mitzrayim out of that. And finally, the highest level within the Koychas HaNefesh, according to Rabbi Eliezer, is even in the Avoid of Mesir HaSnefesh, which corresponds to Chachma, that it's possible to be a person who's serving Hashem. With a Mesir HaSnefesh, he's going higher than reason, but still somewhat limited. The Rebbe brings a story that the Friedrich Rebbe related about a person that was thinking at length in Kriyashma, having his boyness in Hashem Echad, 
And then he said about himself, I was having a Hezboinus in Echad for nearly a minute, for almost a minute. That means on the one hand, he's having a Hezboinus deeply about Hashem Echad, Mesiras Nefesh, that's what Mesiras Nefesh is all about. At the same time, he's looking at the clock, there's still a certain limitation. Or in a more subtle way, says the Rebbe, you can have a person that has Mesiras Nefesh, but there's still a certain feeling that I have the Mesiras Nefesh. So you need to have the Yetzias Mitzrayim of that. Up until, his, uh, up until here is Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Akiva says, it's not only four Yisoides, four Makos, but there's a fifth one. In other words, we need to go out of the limitations, even on a deeper level, even the Etzim nefesh could sometimes be in trouble, the Yechida level. Why is Rabbi Akiva saying this? Let's first look at the difference between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Eliezer, Eliezer, as the Torah says, is so-called, because Elikei Ovi Bezri, Hashem helps me. The God of my father helps me. Rabbi Eliezer comes directly from Yidin all the way to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And Hashem is helping him. In his mind, it's not possible that something could actually impact and cause a defect on the very essence of the Yid. That's why he's only speaking about the four Yisoides. But then comes along Rabbi Akiva, who's a Ben Gadim, comes from converts. And he's coming to show the way, even to those people that need to be brought to Hashem, or perhaps in people, he could see that there's sometimes a situation where even the Yechidah, even the deepest part of the soul is in trouble. And he's coming to say we need a Yetzirah Mitzrayim in that as well. But Davka, this helps us really leave every single limitation. And this brings to real Yetzirah Mitzrayim also out of this last Golos, Pashat physically Begashmias.